I was supposed to surf. I'd even surf. I just like would whip out my motorcycle and just start doing wheelies all over town. And thought I was like the wheelie master, dude. I was so sick. everybody welcome back to but are you happy with roger berry um i am here with uh one of my buddies today uh a jackass star stun man he does a little bit of everything uh poopies so what's up poopies what's not going much. on poopies? not much you made it dude dude i'm back i'm uh we're gonna be staying down here we're gonna be doing a lot of uh a lot of fun things down in california now. yeah sick check out my new sailboat i just got yeah dude that thing is sick how much do you pay for that like 500 bucks dang dude yeah, no title cheap. right you didn't get a registration with it no nope. <laughs> bro my motorcycle just broke down this morning yeah so what happened with that i was i was gonna ask you about it but i want to hear it what happened bro i'm like driving back you left here in the morning and i get a call and you're like dude it, where'd you park it you parked it it's at the state park parking oh. lot with no registration <laughs> and expired li and expired license plates and we drove by it and i forgot to see if it was still there you drove by. I was like, oh, fuck, my motorcycle is back seat. there. That is fucking hilarious. But yeah, the fucking chain fell off and then it like was whipping around and it hit the oil filter and then it made a hole in the oil filter and it straight was squirting like a fucking main artery oil. Did you get it all over you? Yeah, it's all over my shoe and shit. Oh, fuck. I called my buddy, Wes from Moto Trade, who gives me my bikes. I go, bro, what's up with this, dude? And Have you like, had problems oh. with it in, in the past? No, it was running so good. And then the chain breaks, and then I call them up. He's like, oh, kind of, you know, wheelies kind of take a toll on the chain. I was like, dude, I didn't do a wheelie for like 24 hours. It's... I wasn't doing wheelies. No, you broke. did a wheelie yesterday. You fucking told me. So I'm saying 24 hours. All right. I'll give you like. I'll give you like 16 hours. 16 hours. I'll give you like 16 hours. So my motorcycle's broke. That's like my freaking, like the only fun I can have. Should we but, edit out that we're talking about your motorcycle in case your therapist sees it? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> you just rolling on your I motorcycle? I shit on some fucking lady's driveway the other day with Danny Duncan, and she found out. She started laughing. Yeah, that was uh, that was, that was was epic to say that. That was least. your idea. I appreciate you executing the idea, because an yeah. idea is just an idea until somebody takes action, and I appreciate that. Because I, I, think, I think if Danny Duncan deserves anything... It's to be just treated with a little bit of goddamn respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Just a little bit of fucking respect. Like and who, you could have knocked on the door, you know, and been a little bit nicer, you know, and she has no idea how much money he has or anything. Yeah, yeah. About he can't she, own the She house. came to the door like, um, can Allison. I speak to the owner? And Danny's like, I am the owner. And she goes, no, can I speak to the owner? Sorry, I just ate. And like, <laughs> she didn't believe that Danny was the owner because he's like a good looking young kid and- like she, she's just fucking. Well, he doesn't carry himself like a complete fucking. Allison's asshole. a bitch, dude. I'm so glad I pooped on her driveway. It was so much fun. I felt like I was like 14 again. What kind of poop in the was intersection? It? What kind of poop was it? Oh, dude, it was a runny one. Oh, or like a really runny one. Yeah, it was like a runny one where it's like it was kind of like dehydrated too. So it was like a dehydrated runny poop. <laughs> it sounded horrible. It was fucked. <laughs> 
was fucked up. So you and um, how did you where like where on her driveway did you poop? How did you poop? Like what was going so, on? So like we found the, her house, and then we like did a couple runs around it, a couple laps around it, check it out, and it was gated. So I was like, "Fuck, dude, we can't really like poop on the sidewalk as public par- property." So then I was like, "Wait, I can like." fucking get a boost up to the little fucking gate little fucking tower thing and like lean over and take a shit over the over the gate so that's what i did and yeah it was it was great dude how far how far off the ground were you uh i was only like six feet so you sky dove a poop into her driveway yeah it was great and i was like holding on so i couldn't fall fall over and i just let it go because like i ate chick-fil-a right before (laughs) and it went right through dude and I was like, boys, I got to take a shit, dude. It was, like, happening. I was, like, so excited that, like, the poop was coming on. Was I that, had to, like, push what... it a little bit before to make sure it was, like, 100% coming. And then, yeah, I just let it rip right in her driveway. I hope she sees it, dude. I hope she steps it. Her grandson's going to, like, see the vlog and be like, dude, that was poopy shit, dude. No way. <laughs> He's going to, like, bag it up and save it or something. No, I don't know. When you went to... uh <laughs> with Danny and them and, and you, I mean you're taking shit in this lady's driveway so like you had to wipe at some point oh yeah yeah I like jumped down from the fucking tower and then like ran across the street with my pants down and then like they had toilet paper for me oh you came prepped but I fucking wiped what did you do with the toilet paper though like you, you I threw it away yeah where though there's a dumpster right there on the oh, sidewalk okay. thank god it was trash day so all the dumpsters were out on the sidewalk and I just threw it away but I fucking wiped down you know what I mean? When you wipe down. Why would you do that? I'm just so used to wiping down. I don't know, dude. I've done it since I was a little kid. So, like, that's how I wipe. I wipe down. I think that's why my balls are brown. Just because you just constantly have poop on them? Yeah. They're just caked on Just there. poopy nuts. Just fucking <laughs> stained forever, dude. So, um, I was talking with Poopies yesterday. But, yeah, yesterday. it was great. I was talking with Poopies yesterday, and um, we want to see, like, what the Guinness Book of World Records is for the highest poop ever recorded. Um, and see if maybe we can get on like a tall parking structure or, you know, possibly a large skyscraper of some sort. Why don't we just climb this fucking sailboat? Fucking. You, listen, if you want to climb the sailboat, I will 100% film it. Yeah, I can't If you take a poop from the top of that sailboat, I will be more, oh, more, be so than, epic. more than impressed. I would be more than impressed. So you grew up where? I want to I hear about this. Give me poopies from like zero to 12. Okay. I fucking was in my dad's ball sack. <laughs> And then he met my mom at this bar because fucking get the fuck out of here. What? Yeah, I was. I was the fastest one, dude. Into the egg. Yeah, I, was the I was fucking swimming fast, dude. I remember. I was fucking swimming fast. That's fucking hilarious. And then I made it to the egg, and I was in my mom's womb for like nine months, dude. And I was like, dude, is there like, are we getting out of here anytime soon or what? And then fucking. This other fucking semen dude was like, dude, we're not getting out of here. And I go, well, if you fucking be quiet, you can listen and you can hear her voice. So I knew I was coming out of the womb soon, you know? So I came out. I fucking came out fast, my mom said. And then. What's fast? Define fast. Oh, so she just queefed you out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bless her heart. But dude, shout out Mama Poo. yeah, shout out Mama Pooh, Robin, Robin Halverson, she's a legend. But um, so I came out of her puss, and then, and then um, 
No, nah, I shouldn't say that. Fucking, that's <laughs> fucked up. I love you, mom. <laughs> so she had labor with with old Sean McInerney in uh, Redlands Hospital. It's some like crackhead town now. Like I I don't I don't like really recommend like going there like living there, but um yeah we grew up in Highland, um a little like community in in Riverside, and I went to Highland Elementary. And then, um, yeah, I started going to kindergarten and first grade and shit, but I fucking got diagnosed with ADHD when I was in kindergarten. I'm fucking stunned. Yeah, I was guess I was like jumping from desk to desk to desk, like yelling and shit. And the teachers were trying to stop me, but I wasn't stopping. So they called my parents and they go, you need to come pick up your kid. He's jumping from desk to desk. And then I like had some doctor's appointments and shit and they diagnosed me with ADHD so I was on like Ritalin since I was on like in like kindergarten. I was taking nine Ritalin a day. Do you still take it? No, I stopped in fourth grade because I was over it. Like it'd make me like a zombie, you know? How'd you stop? I just give it to my brother to sell. Oh, okay. So you were just like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I, I stopped. But then they would know. They're like, you didn't take your meds today. I was like, fuck the meds. Like I was so over it. But yeah, so I grew up in, in Riverside and then um, my parents split up. So my 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 what mom and my mom and dad met at this at this bar in um, San Bernardino Valley. My dad was in the Marines and he was had a like a second job, and he was like the um, bouncer. So at the bar when it closes, they would like invite girls to stay for after hours. So my mom was one of the girls that he invited to stay for after hours, and that's how they met. And then they um, conceived me. And yeah, and then they, they got a divorce when I was in third grade because my dad was like raging too hard and she wanted him to stop, but he wouldn't stop. What was he doing? Like drinking, drugs? Drinking, drugs, like going to Las Vegas and like gambling all his money away and shit. And yeah, my mom told me this story like a couple months ago. I never heard the story before, but I guess like MGM Grand would like give my dad like money to gamble with and like get him a hotel room and shit and i guess this one morning like he shows up like comes back to the hotel room at like 6 a.m comes back to the hotel room at like 6 a.m and they're like well let's go get breakfast and my dad goes fuck i don't have any money for breakfast and my mom goes what the fuck like you don't have any money to fucking support your fucking family like you just gamble all the way so they got a divorce and um and then my mom remarried to my stepdad Scott Ellis. He's a he's a legend. Um, he still takes care of my mom, and they're they're still together after like twenty years or something. But um, was that a really important part? Because I have a stepdad, and um, for me, I would say like my most stable parental figure was probably my stepdad growing up. And so like when your dad's going through that, um, was how important was that role that he filled for you while your dad kind of fixed himself yeah yeah my dad was definitely fixing himself at the time and like it was a big role you know he like had to take care of these two kids that weren't even his you know so like i give him props for that like he didn't have to you know right but he took us under his wing and like taught us a lot and took care of us and took care of his family you know but i remember like my dad coming to pick us up for the weekends and they get in fights and shit it was gnarly damn what would they fight about i don't know dude like your mom and him would get up. My dad your would probably start talking shit or something, and then my stepdad would like, like say like, "fuck off" or something, and they'd start fighting. 
Damn. But that was really like traumatic, you know, like growing up seeing my dad and my stepdad fight, you know, it's kind of fucked. But um, they got past that. They like fucking made amends and shit. And then like, yeah. And then um, we moved to Missouri after um, after they were together for like a couple years because my stepdad's family lived in Missouri. His uh, mom and dad, my nana and pop pop. So we moved to Missouri to just live a better life and like have them you know like raise us in missouri and that was pretty badass dude like i liked growing up in missouri where in missouri were you it's called carthage missouri it's by like springfield and joplin missouri okay so when that big tornado was and fucked up the whole city but um it's kind of next to the ozarks oh okay so we'd go like table rock lake and shit for like vacation I feel like everybody knows where that is now because of that Netflix special. Oh, dude. I was, and that's a great movie. Too. Bro, I was going to church channel. camp in the Ozarks, too, with like 20 people touching my head, speaking tongue, like trying to make me speak tongue. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I went to a gnarly church growing this ex- up. This explains so much. So tell me then. I got to get I got to get into this with you. So I was raised Catholic, um, and I'm just not a religious person. Are you like, do you look back on that and go, OK, that really like distorted my image of nah, religion no nah, i loved it now because like i what really, religion was it it was like um methodist baptist or some shit i don't think that's a religion yeah i don't that's even two know different religions. it was like a cult dude it was like it was straight like a cult dude but yeah it explains like, everything it was like only like maybe 30 people or 40 people for the church and it was the same people like he goes to church on saturdays and sundays bro i was there all week long dude because my parents were the deacons my stepdad and mom were the deacons of the church was it like scientology dude no are you it, sure it was just it was just like you know how they dance around and put their hands up and shit and they're all like fucking love and life they're just like full of god okay it was pretty rad dude that now that i look back on it i was like dude i know a lot about like religion now you know like not a lot of people get to like experience those kinds of churches right you know so it's like pretty hardcore like i'm like definitely like i could be a pastor dude you could you should you know i mean i don't know what, what what are you waiting for then like you should if you were a pastor i mean you could you could definitely change some lives for sure dude i could do it definitely like hallelujah you would be really good. hallelujah you'd be really good I think you would be good. I'm not mocking God, but I love you, God. But yeah, I like, I really like Shut believed up, in God after all those times I like almost died and I didn't. So it's kind of like, there's definitely a God that saved my life, you know? When you were growing up then, cause you talk about like, you believe in God and all that. So, and that's awesome. So do you, you're, you're, you have ADHD, you go and get on Ritalin, you get off of Ritalin. You're probably bouncing off the walls again. I yeah. Mean, look at, you know, you have trouble sitting still. Yeah. I, I do too. I'm the same way, you know? So, um, but anyways, when did like the crazy stunts start? When did like the, when's like the first time you were like, you, you did something and you were like, okay, that's great footage or I'm just fucking insane or whatever your thoughts were behind it. You know? Well, there was no cameras when I started doing my dumb shit, you know, I just did it kind of for the attention. And like to fit in, you know, right? Because I was like the misfit, you know. So like I like moved. So after Missouri, I moved to um, Carlsbad, California, in like eighth grade. So I moved to Carlsbad, California, fucking bugle boy, fucking short jean shorts, a bugle boy shirt, and everyone's wearing like Billabong Hurley and shit. So I was definitely like stuck out, you know. And, like who the fuck is this kid, you know? And then like. 
that's when I was like, fuck, I got to fit in, you know? And I started like throwing pine cones at the vans and shit, like all the soccer mom vans. I started like throwing pine cones at the vans and shit and like getting in, in trouble pretty young, you know? And like, who the fuck is this kid? So like, I would come visit though. I'd come visit my dad in the summers when I was living in Missouri and I met the local surfer kids. And like, we became friends. So when I moved, when I moved back to Carlsbad for good, um, they're like my fucking day one friends, you know? So I hung out at the beach every day with them doing dumb shit. I remember like the first dumb sh shit I did was like fucking take a shit in the street. And that's like how I got my nickname. How old were you? I was like 14. So, oh, you got this nickname early. So this wasn't even like, this is like beginning of high school. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it sucked though. Cause like I took a shit in the street. We're watching Jackass. It's kind of a full circle. Like we're watching Jackass when it first came out on MTV. Mm -hmm. And then, um, that night we're having a sl sleepover at my friend Charlie's house. And that I was like all amped on the Jackass shit. My friends were like, not too stoked on it. But like I was pretty amped on it and I was like, I want to do something stupid tomorrow, you know, and like tomorrow came, you know, that day came and my I, I totally forgot that I said that and my friends like, bro, you said you're going to do something stupid today. I was like, oh, fuck. So I like was like, fuck, I got to kind of take a shit right now. And then my friend Ricky's like, bro, go take a shit in the intersection, like fucking right in the middle of the intersection. It was like a four way stop. So there was like cars and shit. It was like a busy, it was so it was a busy intersection. Not too busy. It wasn't too busy at the time. Like Carlsbad was pretty like, pretty mellow at the time. And um, so I went, I went to my friend's closet cause I didn't want like my face to be shown or anything. So I, I got his old Halloween costume. It was a gorilla mask and gorilla gloves. And I fucking put that on. And then I'm like standing outside the intersection on the sidewalk for like 10 minutes. Cause I was so nervous. I was like, fuck, am I really going to do this or what? Like. I know I shouldn't be doing this, you know? And the fucking neighbors saw me because like a week before we dressed up like Mormons and went door to door and like, <laughs> we're like, we're gonna preach the new world and shit, dude. Like they already knew who we were. So they saw us out on the fucking sidewalk again and they called the cops. So like, I didn't know they the cops were on their way. So I went out, pulled my pants down. And I started taking a shit and all of a sudden the fucking cops roll up. And all my friends like bailed, dude. They like fucking ran away and got away. And I was stuck there, like trying to stash the mask and the gloves so I wouldn't get caught. And I was just like caught, got caught red handed, you know? So <laughs> I got the gloves in his hand. Yeah. So for, I, for real. Yeah. So like, like fucking, I got arrested. My friends like went back to my friend's house, grabbed the beach cruisers. I'm in the back of the cop car. They're like riding the beach cruisers around, like, Poopy's got arrested, you know? That, my name wasn't even Poopies at the time. Like, my my name came, like, a, I think, like, a couple weeks after. But then, how, like, how quick did the news spread that you took a shit in the middle of an intersection? So, it didn't even fucking... That wasn't even, like, the, the like... That wasn't even, like, the, the case. Like, rumors started that week at school. Like, everyone was like, what? You, like, took a shit in the intersection? That's stupid. Because no one really understood, you know? So, the rumor started that I fucking shit my pants. <laughs> And my friends fucking loved it, dude. They're like, oh, yeah, they're fucking, like, saying he shit his pants now and shit. So, like, they, like, went went with it. And then, like, they're like, yeah, he's the kid who shit his pants and shit. I was like, fuck this, dude. I was so fucking pissed. And then, like, this chick at the surf shop, like, said I smelled like shit one day or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, she called me, like, poopy pants or something. And the boys fucking loved it. 
So my my name became Poopies, dude, and I hated it. I was like, I was really bullied in high school too. Yeah, so this didn't really help. No, dude, it fucking sucked, dude. Like, and I was kind of like the misfit, getting bullied, and like, they like my friends were my friends, but I feel like they weren't. You know what I mean? Like, they'd have my back in like gnarly situations. Like, if I'm getting like beat up or something, they like come and like beat the other guy up. But like, they would fucking stop. They wouldn't stop calling me poopies, dude. And I was getting so pissed. And it like it was kind of traumatizing, you know. Absolutely. Cause like I stopped going to high school because of that. I dropped out when I was a sophomore. And like my friends never stopped calling me poopies, and like I fucking hated it. So then I was like, fuck, whatever. I gotta accept that name, I guess. And like I never got laid till I was like nineteen, cause my name was Poopies. Cause we go to parties. So you go through having a, um, you know, kind of a rough upbringing in the sense of like even you're dealing with your own emotional demons. And then yeah, dude, I like got bullied every day, dude. So, I was so over. So what it. kept the creativity rolling then? Because like you know, it's Fuck, a, I think I the biggest, know. the hard part is like a lot of people will go through different things and they'll just end up listening maybe to what other people are saying, right? If somebody's constantly telling you you suck, you suck, you suck, you're gonna yeah. start believing them maybe yeah. a little bit, right? So what kept that rolling for you? Fuck, like, I don't even know. Like, like why are we here now, right? Like because what, my what friends would like. They'd laugh at me, you know, because they knew I was funny. But I was just doing it for, like, the attention, you know, so I could, like, be popular or whatever, you know? Like, fuck high school, dude. That's, like, so dumb, dude. Like, if you're trying to be popular, it's not worth it. Like, don't do it. Just be yourself. And I just started being myself, you know? I stopped giving a fuck, you know? Like, I honestly stopped giving a fuck. I stopped going to school. I was just hanging out at the surf shop, smoking weed fucking skateboarding i just didn't give a fuck anymore and i think that's what like made me you know that's just you i think one of my favorite parts about you um because ever since i met you you just you, you can tell you're just a pure human being Thanks, and dude. and um i try every day for myself to be unforgivably myself right like no matter what anybody thinks right i'm just gonna be me and I think that's like one of your best attributes is you're just going to be you all the time. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't, I just like, yeah, I was just like, I just gave up, you know, I was like, fuck it, dude. I guess I'm poopies forever, you know? So I started fucking acting like poopies. Yeah. So like, I was just like, fuck it, dude. And then the boys kind of like, I don't know. They just let me be me, I guess. And then I would show up to the beach and just want so much attention still. So I'd like do dumb shit. I remember like I took the beach cruiser down state beach hill and I went off this like little like ledge and I fucking launched like eight feet, dude. And I just fucking boom, ate shit. And I remember like I ate shit into the ice plant and the grass like down below. And I remember like getting up and like looking at the boys and like smiling to see their approval. And there's all grass and shit in my teeth. And that's when they like cracked up. They're like, no way, there's fucking grass stuck in your teeth and shit. But like I was still like kind of miserable, you know? When you're like it, when you're doing these stunts and everything and you keep talking about how um you know you're looking for like essentially approval right like you yeah. said you just look over for the approval yeah is that like uh is that a hey i want you to like me approval or is that like a hey i just want your attention on me approval that was like i want to be like one of the boys approval you know okay like i just wanted to be one of the boys you know because they all grew up there i didn't grow up there so they were already like kind of like established in Carlsbad, you know, as the boys. So I had to like 
fucking make a name for myself and just that was how I did it. It was just do stupid shit for him. And it kind of like got fucking really like like I was over it after a while, you know? Like I was like, fuck, dude, what am I doing? You know, like I gotta do something with my life, you know? And this is I can't like, just hang out at State Beach all day and do stupid shit, you know? How old were you at this point? I was like probably like seventeen. Okay. I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. So yeah, like seventeen. You were a sophomore in high school at seventeen? I think so. Sixteen. I don't know, dude. I don't Maybe even remember 16. high school, dude. I try to forget about it, dude. Honestly. Well, I mean, I think, too, it's important. I just remember the good days at the surf shop. Like, that was the shit. Like, hanging out at the surf shop, having the skate park. Like, no rules, you know? There's no parents. We're like the Lost Boys, you know? You love no parents. I love you no love parents. love no parents. I try to stay away from home as much as I can. Like, fuck rules. Fuck curfews. Like, I just wanted to fucking be on the streets. Well, you and- don't you don't sit still. Even this morning, guys, we were, we were getting ready here and... Um, poopies was hangry and he's texting me he's like oh where are we gonna do the podcast when are we gonna do the podcast yeah and we're like we're like dude we're gonna do it here we're gonna do it at this time he's like all right let's go let's go let's go because you just you just don't want to sit down and look now it's hot everybody's bitching about how it's cold i'm like and now who's hot well you're so hot i'm not taking off danny duncan's sweatshirt by the way there's no way that's not danny duncan's is it what are you talking it's not i mean it's not he made it it's his <laughs> oh it is yeah his no brand? I, yeah yeah I, 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 just I, I, shit. we stole it from his house last night. <laughs> um no yeah so like i just wanted to fucking live my own life you know but you, you can't really do that i don't know how i made it like into like what i did now but i just like fuck i wouldn't work a normal job i was like a laborer with the mexicans like at when i was 18 like all my friends were graduating high school and like, I was, did you have a job or are you hanging out at like shell gas station home depot no 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 like i had a job with you know what i mean with, i had a job like i was the laborer because this guy who lived at the surf shop he was the like forklift driver and he he got me a job you know and i like work really hard you know anything i do i'll work super hard that's just how i am I just want to make them proud, you know? I want to make the boss proud. Okay. So I had a laborer job for like a, a year. And then the the forklift driver who got me the job, he fucking backed into a fire hydrant. Fucking fu- water's going everywhere. He got fired. <laughs> so they're like, fuck, I guess like Sean knows how to like drive the fucking forklift. It was a big petty bone, like heavy machinery. And dude, they put me on this fucking petty bone, bro. And I was like, fucking driving the petty bone around dude like fucking putting wood on the on the houses and like all the like sh- sh- all the sheet wood for the roofing and shit dude i was kind of killing it and i was like i became like a petty bone driver when i was 18 you know like no one does that shit and then fucking one day they've got this new petty bone in and i'm used to like putting on the hydraulic brake and i guess this one like you have to put on the parking brake and the hydraulic brake so then I have this brand new petty bone and I go up this hill. I go up this hill to the bin to grab nails for the framers. <laughs> Excuse me. And so I could like fucking stock up the houses. We we're doing track homes. So I'd go grab all the nails from the bin, stock up all the houses so they're ready to just like plow them down, you know? And um, I go in the bin, bro, and I fucking come out of the bin and the petty bone's gone. It fucking rolled down the hill. Oh, you didn't secure the brake. No. So, dude, it went oh, it went off the road, down the hill. Oh, my God. And it took out this masonry wall, and then 
It fucking almost took out this fucking brand new house in La Costa. I was doing that. How much that. damage do you think you caused? Uh, a lot. Really? A lot. And then, the, like, the framers were on the roof, like, oh, bro, like, your fucking petty bones down here, dude. Like, they're all, like, fucking tripping, dude. I see my boss in the truck, like, coming up the hill. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he goes, what the fuck happened, dude? I go, I don't know, dude. Like, I fucking must have forgot to put the parking brake on or some shit. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to let you go, you know? Which was perfect, though, because I already learned how to build houses, like, from the ground up. So could you build a house right now? Yeah, for sure. A whole house? If Yeah, for sure. Top to bottom? Top to bottom. I know every step. You want me to, go, want me to tell you the steps? Sure. So I'd love to, Actually, I'd love to hear the steps. You got to fucking... Everybody, this is building a house by poopies. Yeah. This is not approved by any federal agency. Yes, it is. FDA just approved, so dude. Just so you know. FDA approved. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. EPA approved too. Yeah. 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 What's What's that other one too? Your Your house, the house you build, would probably be as safe as East Palestine, <laughs> Ohio, right now. No way, dude. <laughs> I know how to build houses, bro. So you get the fucking dirt, right? You get an excavator. You, you make get the it, dirt, or the dirt's there. The dirt's there. You okay. buy the land. Okay. There we go. You buy the land. You get an excavator. You make sure it's all level, and then you fucking start with the rebar. Okay. So you rebar it up. And then you put like fucking two by sixes around the rebar. You know what I mean? And then you pour the concrete. Boom. And then you take the slabs of wood off, let it dry, take the slabs of wood off. Boom. You got your slab right there. But before you do that, you got to stick the rebar with the fucking thread in it. Right. And the thread has to be sticking out like eight inches. So you get, you do that. And then you put, you get all your measurements of the wood. You make all your cuts, bundle that up, and go put all the the measurement. Go put the fucking load of wood on the slab, right? And then you gotta make, you gotta get the plans, right? And you get the plans, and then you take all those measurements and you lay them out. So you have your fucking base of the of the floor. But on the side of the edges of the house, there's those there's those rebar with thread in them. So you gotta drill a hole in the wood. Put it over the rebar with the thread, right? So you make the hole outside and then you fucking come in, lay out all the fucking inside and you, and then you just nail it together, right? And then you get your, then you get your two by fours and you fucking start framing the thing. And then after you frame it, you got to go in and make sure every wall is fucking straight. So you do that with side, side two by fours. And you fucking make all the walls straight with levelers and shit. And then you put up pieces of plywood so it all stays together. And then you come in after that and joist it up. And then you fucking nail gun the joist up. And then you lay the top floor. Boom, there's your fucking first floor. And then you go on with the second floor. And then after the second floor, you level it all up. You're only doing two floors then. Yeah, two floors. You're not building three floors. No, no, no. Two floor houses, track three? homes. Why not three? Because I don't know. I don't know. You want to do three? We can do three. I was thinking like five. You just keep yeah. doing the process. That's it. Yeah, and then after you, however high you want it, you come in with the trusses. Then why? Get and it? then you set the trusses. Why are we not building a house right now, bro? Give me the wood. I'll build it. Dude, that would be sick. Give me the How long fucking... do you think it would take you to actually build a house? With help? Nope. With professional help? Nope. By yourself? Oh, I don't know. Like six months? No fucking way. Guaranteed. Six months? Yeah. 
We should definitely. If I work on it every day, bro, I could build a house in six months, guaranteed. I think it, we should find somebody to sponsor a house building project by you. Yeah, that'd be sick. And then after it's all fucking, all the fucking trusses are set, and fucking all the beams are put in and shit, then you fucking go, and you insulate it. Or I'm sorry, before you insulate it, you gotta wire it with electric. So you gotta drill all these little holes in the frames, fucking wire all the shit up. So it's all inside the drywall, right? Right. And then you insulate it, and then you fucking, you put fucking plywood, or you can fucking put drywall. And then you drywall it up. And then you put your light fixtures. Bro, I know how to build a house. Okay. And then, so I got let off from that job. I got put on unemployment all summer long. I was making 1800 a month. Okay. From doing nothing, bro. So all that whole summer, I was like raging so hard. Fucking blew all my money. And like, I had a house and shit that my dad got us. Got me and my bigger brother. So like, it was like the party house. When you say you were like raging and everything, you mean you're drinking, you're smoking weed. We've talked about that. What, what else are you doing? Give me your introduction to drugs. Um, my first line of cocaine was at the house when I was 18. Okay. My friend Blister Baggins, rest in peace. Um, he was like a little older than us. So he, he like was experienced with it. So he brought over like a bag of, of cocaine and he like was lining it up on my dresser, dude. And somehow fucking Papa Pooh pulls up hot, dude. Because he always pulls up and like checks on us. You can smell that cocaine, boy. <laughs> he was ready, dude. He knew it was no, up. He like fucking pulled up, dude, and like ran in the house and like was trying to bust us drinking, but he busted us, dude, doing blow. And he was so fucking pissed. He told my friend Mikey B, he's like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, what are you doing? Giving my fucking son blow and shit. He's so pissed. And yeah, that was the first time I did it. And then like, so I thought like the, the effect from cocaine was to do it and like get all gnarly, you know? And so like we do cocaine and like go fight the other kids and shit. Okay. So you were a fighter too. Yeah. Okay. So you do you, now to this day, do you like to fight or is it just not really a thing? But um, no, cause I got in so much trouble for fighting, dude. Really? Like, I had like gang charges and fucking like assault dead with assault with deadly weapon. Oh, tell me that story. What happened there? Oh fuck We were at my friend's house And There's this chick That like Kind of like Used to hang out At the beach Cause she's like The older guy's Like little sister Ulysses Thomas He's like an older guy At State Beach One of like The founders of State Beach So like Her His little sister Was Was a lot older than us And she brought over Her boyfriend Somehow she like Found out where we were hanging out that night at my friend's house in Carlsbad. And like, we we're just having like a mellow night, you know, it was like me and a few friends and they like invited her over, but she brought this fucking dude over, which was her boyfriend at the time. And he was like some big ass, like muscle fucking jock kid or some shit. But like, we didn't really know him, you know? And he like wanted to stay the night. And we're like, dude, you can't stay the night. Like, we don't even know you, you know? He's like, what do you mean? I can't stay the night. And we're like, bro, you can't stay the night. Like, we don't know you. Like, you gotta go. And he's like, well, I don't gotta go. And he like, he like fucking reached up like he's gonna punch me. And like, he flinched at me and my reaction was just a punch. So I punched him in the face. And it was like fucking awaking the Hulk, dude. It didn't even phase him. And he goes, oh, and he goes, oh, boom, and punches me, bro, and knocks me out. And then my friends were like, oh, fuck no, you know? So like, 
they started fighting him and they he my friends got knocked out by him and we're all like waking up from our knockouts you know and then my littlest friend gabe garcia little beaver we call him beef he's the one who like fucked him up dude we're like what the fuck beaver's fucking him up and then like we all like awoke from our knockouts and we just fucking rap happened and we like broke his jaw we sent him to the hospital like he had to get his jaw wired shut and shit and like i remember like we were trying to get him out of the house and he wasn't like he wasn't like cooperating so we're like trying to push him out like fucking punch him out of the house and we all pushed him at once and he like over the fence and like broke the whole fence dude and then we like we just kept beating him up all the way to the street and her his girlfriend at the time was like stop stop no no you know she's trying to like stop it all but we were just like so pissed that he like started punching us that we didn't give a fuck we just beat the shit out of him so you got so, knocked out in that particular fight yeah in the kitchen yeah have you how many concussions have you had fuck i don't know if you so had to many, ballpark it like how many know. times maybe like, like 10 or 12 but like real ones like you know when you hit your head and you're like all right you like go to like darkness better question how many times have you been kicked in the nuts more or more oh, i've been knocked out more than i've been kicked in the nuts for really sure. yeah damn dude and i've i mean you've gotten kicked in the nuts like i mean your nuts have taken a beating bro yeah yeah i mean they try not to they're strong as fuck but yeah I get, i've been knocked out way more than i've gotten kicked in the nuts hope he says strong balls everybody but yeah so so she calls the cops and she's like, oh, it's him, him, him. She all pointed us all out. And we got arrested that night and they took us to jail. Oh, I remember they took us to the, the, the station. It was like a movie, dude. They took us to the station. And we're like, we're just talking shit to the cops. Like, fuck you, you fat pigs. Like, fucking go fucking die, you know? And they're trying to get more information out of us at the station, but we didn't talk. So they booked us in jail. And that was like the first time I ever went to jail. It sucked, dude. Missed the county. You're like 1920. Yeah, I was like, I think I was like 22, maybe 23. Was college an option for you after high school? Fuck no. Not even a thought. Never was going to happen. So no at, at that point in your life. Dude, I took my GED, dude, four times. So. Like, I couldn't pass my GED. But. Like, the school was not there because I couldn't pay attention. I don't think it's necessarily though that it that you know I, here's the other, here's another thing that you have to remember though with like that the GED and you definitely shouldn't be too hard on yourself about it because everybody learns differently and I've spoken with like friends of mine who have said like the standardized testing and stuff like that that kids have to go through at you know especially when we were in school you know it's it doesn't cater to everybody that has like you said ADHD for people with ADHD or ADD it's difficult and I have it it's difficult to sit and even like read a question and then process what that question is asking you and then come up with an answer for it. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's tough. I could, like, learn it, but like after algebra, like I finally got my algebra down and then it's like another algebra two. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's no way I can do algebra two, dude. I can barely do algebra. So I was like, fuck school. And college is like fucking way beyond that, you know? And I was just like, didn't have the money, wasn't motivated for school. I just wanted to surf, you know, and be at the beach. So that's when I got good at surfing. Right. So then I just picked up surfing. And, like, that was my outlet to, like, escape the world. It was just to be out in the ocean by myself with my boys, you know, just, like, trading waves off, you know? And that's still probably a pretty safe space for you at this point. Right? Yeah, definitely. Like, now that I'm, like, almost 60 days sober, like, surfing's still my outlet, you know? Like, I love to surf, especially when the waves are good. 
Have you found it difficult at all um, since you've gotten sober or even prior to that to find people that want to do events and hang out and do things that are uh, that don't involve alcohol? Um, or drugs, you know, because like I feel like a lot of what fuck, not really, dude. Like, you know, dude, like all the young kids, dude, like everyone wants to party with poopies, you know, right? It's like, let's fucking party. What are you doing this weekend? Let's party, you know. And I would just get sucked into it. Yeah, let's go party because it's the attention still, you know. Okay. I'd get the attention from being that party guy, you know. And I was like the life of the party, every party, you know. So I like. I don't know if I like felt like I had to do something stupid after I like was partying all night, you know, but usually I'm like doing something stupid, right? you know, either like a keg stand or like fucking taking a fucking um, beer bong of fucking Jack Daniels or something. Damn, you know? really? Yeah. A dude. beer bong of Jack Daniels? Bro, I remember this one party. Dude, that's some they had like a, shit. They had like a fucking two story house and they had this huge two story beer bong. And my boys was like, do a beer bong. So I was like, all right. So they started pouring beer in at first. And I got down and I was like, what the fuck, dude? It's like tasting like hard alcohol now. It was all, and they start just pouring Jack Daniels down it, dude. And I kept going, you know, because I'm trying to like finish it. Bro, it was all fucking Jack Daniels, dude. And that's when I like blacked out that night. Fucking probably, in, I think I ended up in someone's bathtub. Just like so fucked. And yeah, then it was just like. And then I remember at this one party, I was so fucking hammered, and I, I drank a fucking bottle of peppermint schnapps, chugged the bottle, and I went fucking face, like, stomach first down the stairs. You know how you go, like, boom, 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 down the stairs? Bro, I got to the bottom of the stairs, I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. I fucking threw up all over this chick's house on her white carpet. And it's like her parents' house, you know? Of course. So I get kicked out of the party, and it's freezing cold, and then I'm like, just like, so oblivious. Obli- Obliterated, and then the boys just get out the hose and start spraying you with the hose. Hold the mic a little closer to you. Are you good? And then I just start getting sprayed with the hose, dude. When it's freezing cold out, so like it was, it was gnarly, dude. Like I would just get blacked out and then just like sit there and just like trying to recover from it. You know? Was that your mo all the time? Where yeah. You were like going to Definitely. parties and just like you go because like I know I know how it is. Like you're, you seem like you're a binger. So like once you. Once you start going, it's just full send the whole Oh, definitely. Way. That's when I like, like, like the disease took over, you know, alcoholism. That's when it like definitely took over. Cause then I'd wake up and I'd start drinking again just to like fucking feel better, you know? And like, I remember I was living at the surf what shop. Are you tr- what were you trying to, I don't know if you've identified this. What were you trying to f- feel better from? Right? Like, what were you, what were you, um, what I don't was, know. I just felt like was- no energy, maybe like there's, I had no energy the next morning. I was like definitely depressed because I just fucked whoever's house up and like all those bad decisions, you know, like hit me in the morning, you know, right. I'm like, fuck, what did I do? And then I don't really remember. So my friends would tell me They're like, bro, you fucking like keyed this chick's car or some shit, you know, like did something that fucking harmed someone, you know? Right. So then like in the morning, I would just drink and try to forget about that, you know, like drinking my sorrows away. Well, I was so you're like, in the morning. I'll, yeah, dude. I was drinking juice. Remember when juice came out? Okay. So I would like drink juice in the morning, bro, just to like, like just stop like thinking about it, you know? Because once you start drinking again, you get back into that fucking party mode, you know, and you don't give a fuck anymore. It's that second wind, man. You know how it is. Like you wake up the next day, you feel like shit, and then someone's like, hey, let's go out. Yeah. And you go out and you have like a drink or two, you start to feel better, or so you think. 
and then it just becomes this vicious. Oh uh, yeah, fucking then you cycle. just turn into a fucking maniac, sloppy ass drunk. Did you ever go through like alcohol withdrawal though? Like do you? Oh for sure, dude. No, like, not, I couldn't like a stop. Phys- like a physical withdrawal, where you like shaking and stuff like that. Oh I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I like How try to sleep it off, dude. I try to sleep it off, and then like I couldn't. I like sleep in the one p.m. You know, and I remember going through those times like. Some some weeks would be better and some weeks would be worse, you know? Yeah. And, like, I remember those weeks where it was really bad where I'd sleep until 1 p.m., dude. And then I'd, like, wake up, shower, like, I needed a beer. So I'd fucking crack a beer open in the shower, feel better, get ready, and then go to the bar. Yeah. And then it just starts all over again, you know? Yeah. And all the same Daryls are fucking hanging out. And they have nothing fucking going on with their life, so they're fucking drinking their fucking sorrows away too you know but i would take it to another level dude like such another level where it's like fuck i hope poopies doesn't die tonight you know but yeah dude it like when i was younger it got bad and then we'd be hanging out at this place called pizza port and they only served ipas you know so it was this place called the bottle shop and like fuck dude we would just like be drinking ipas like it opened at five we'd get there at 5 p.m it closes at 10 so fucking six IPAs later, you're blacked out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And I was only like 25, dude, like drinking five IPAs or like six IPAs. And fuck, we'd get like, it was like $2 IPAs, dude. So fuck it. It was the greatest deal ever. So we'd slam down our IPAs until we're like almost blacked out. That's where I got go to bed grump from. Really? Yeah. Because we're so hammered. And my friends would start fighting each other. We're like, dude, go to bed, Grom. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you need to go to bed, dude. Like, stop fighting everyone. Because that's what it was. We, like, grew up fighting and drinking, dude. Like, that's what our life was. And luckily, I'm not in jail or dead. You know what I mean? You're a true Cali boy. You know what I'm oh, saying? Dude. Like, like that's when I through. moved to Cali. I was like, I'm going to be one of those Cali kids, you know? You you hit the nail on the fucking head, I think. And then, like, I started surfing, skating, fucking fighting, stealing, doing whatever it takes to fucking ruin my life. But you're still doing this. These, <laughs> you know? You're doing these stunts in the meantime. I mean, we've the, uh, there's video of you obviously, uh, I believe, rollerblading down the freeway. Okay, so that was that was that was before the fucking the whole Hawaii thing. So like, so after the construction job, I moved to Humble, and we'd go trim weed for money because yep. I didn't want to get a real job. I didn't want to work construction anymore. Like I worked at Pizza Port. I hated doing that fucking all night that sucked so fucking my friend mikey b fucking was like bro i'm up here in Humboldt trimming weed dude you make 200 bucks a day we're like what 200 bucks a day fuck let's go so i fucking went up to Humboldt and started trimming weed dude and that was another shit show too like you go up there and you you go up there you know and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go up there and make money you know dude everyone's fucking partying up in Humboldt, dude you know what I mean? You got like reggae on the river and you got all these like fucking concerts and shit every weekend, you know? And then every day we'd be fucking drinking our IPAs while we're trimming, you know what I mean? Listening to music, trimming weed, making money. And then like smoking smug- weed. Smoking tons <laughs> of weed. Dude. Like fuck, you'd like be over smoking weed. We smoke so much. I remember like we'd fucking I was like trimming and like see I didn't trim that that much that day and I only made like 150 bucks or something. Bro, I came up with this thing called $5 fly hits. So I take the bong 
and I'd get the dead flies from the wind seal, the window seal, and I'd fucking pack the dead flies in the bong, and I'd fucking like, and I'd ask, I'd ask them, bro, like, fucking, I'll smoke another one for five bucks, you know? So everyone like would hook me up, like, all right, we'll give you five bucks. So I get like four kids to give me five bucks to snap a fly in the bong. So there you go, 20 bucks right there. I'm like smoking a fly, I made 20 bucks. So I snap like, oh, it's like metallic tasting. Oh, fuck, dude. It's like the worst thing. That is fucking disgusting. It's like metallic tasting. But yeah, so every night I'd be smoking fucking bong rips of flies, dude. So I could make an extra like 20 or 50 bucks. So like fucking make up for the lost time of my trimming, you know? But so I did that. <laughs> I decided not to work a lot today, so I'm just gonna smoke some flies after. Yeah, dude, it worked. To make up for it. Yeah, like there was like a little bit of smoke with like. I'm gonna give you 50 percent nine to five, and then I'm gonna smoke some flies. Yeah, make some dude. money real quick. Yeah, like it worked though. Like everyone wanted to see me do it, and like they're like, "Oh, this dude's gnarly," you know. But like, what's I was a, just I was just trying to make money, you know. And, what's like, the nastiest thing you've ever smoked? I, like, I mean, know, obviously, we didn't Beth. stop it. <laughs> That's probably the nastiest thing I've ever smoked. Yeah. I but would, like, no, that's probably it. But yeah, I don't know. Flies was the worst for sure. So you're doing all these stunts during this time, poopies. And like, at some point here, like, I mean, you're, 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 you seemed very content based on what you're telling me at that time with where you were, with what you were doing, making money. Yeah. You obviously went pretty much money. Yeah. So like I had my cycle, like I'd go trim weed from like, like, middle of august to like late october and my goal was to be in hawaii before my birthday so that's what my goal was and so like every year like october 15th i'd make sure i had at least three thousand dollars saved up and a ticket to hawaii so then i'd go to hawaii with like three thousand dollars and i'd stay there for six months bro within the first month or two i'd be out of money call my dad hey can you send me money I'd be out of money. So I would get jobs in Hawaii doing like fucking the worst jobs ever, like cutting down fucking California grass, like all day long, like the gnarliest jobs ever, dude, like straight laborer jobs again, you know? So I went back to laboring again in Hawaii. And then like, I would like, I'd get by by that, you know, like I would make ends meet, you know, like I could eat. Um, luckily my, I met my friend, Jamie O'Brien, and that's who kind of like took me under his wing, you know, like he's such a legend dude in like the surfing world. And like, he kind of took me under his wing. He let me like stay at his house and shit and like stay on the couch and shit. Jamie was like, fuck dude, I feel bad for this kid. You know, like I'm going to help him out. So like Jamie fucking helped me out and he put me on to his web series and we started filming a season for Red Bull TV. And that's when I really like started doing my antics. Like, that's when I started going ham in the stunts, you know? When did you get to the point, though, like with stunts? At first, obviously, you're going to be a little, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. You you seem to go all out every time. Like, if you're going to do a stunt, you go for it, right? You give oh, it, for sure, so, dude. Is, was that always the case? or did you? Did you I had to be hammered, though. I, ha I would have to be hammered. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I'd have to have a bottle of Jack Daniels or fucking, like, a six-pack before I did my stunt just to, like, numb the fucking feeling, you know? Because, like... I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think of the outcomes of what's going to happen afterwards because I could break a leg, break my neck, or drown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'd go into these stunts fucking hammered. And that's what kind of like how I survived the stunts, dude. It was the alcohol. But like 
it fucking sucked though because then i'd be like after my stunt i think it'd be a big party you know because i like oh i did my stunt like i'm fucking like celebrating now right you know what i mean so then that turns into a fucking weak bender one stunt would be like a weak bender and then my friends were like poopies what the fuck are you doing like i do dumb shit dude like i remember this one time i was hanging out with the local hawaiian guys and they had a bunch of molly and they were eating molly and next thing you know i'm like oh i love you guys i love you guys here's some soft tops that are laying out in Jamie's yard that are his not even my soft tops and I gave away all his brand new soft tops how fucking pissed was he bro he was so fucking pissed dude in the in the morning time he gets a call from like one of the like local guys he's like dude someone's got your soft top dude and he's like what the fuck dude like how do you get my soft top fucking poopies poopies gave it away dude all fucked up on Molly and like all hammered do you like the name poopies now like, I don't mind it. Like, it's been my name forever. Like, so no is what I'm getting. No, not really. Yeah, no is what not I'm getting. Really, like, no is what I'm getting. Sean's like my real name, you know? Like, that's me. I'm Sean, you know? So, like, I learned to put like poopies and Sean, like, two different people now. Poopies is the kid who's in front of the camera doing dumb shit, you know? But Sean's like the businessman, the like, the one who cares, you know? Like, I'm the son, you know, I'm, I got a mom, I got a dad, like, I, I'm Sean, you know? Right. So, like, I learned how to, like, manage that, you know? But it was hard. Like, at first, I was, like, I was just straight poopies, you know? Right. Just, like, all the time partying, doing stunts, even though when there's no cameras, you know? But, like, Jamie taught me a lot, you know? Like, Jamie taught me about the whole business thing. Like, you only do that when you're getting paid for it, you know? 100%. So, like, he taught me a lot about that. Like, I learned a lot from Jamie. Like, he's like my dad. Well, it's not worth it for you, especially because some of the risks that you take are pretty intense. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, like, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're doing some, like, you know, weird shit. Even, like, but even some, getting, even if something as stupid as getting hit in the nuts, dude, you get fucking really hurt. But somehow I learned how to fall. That's the key, dude, learning how to fall. Because if you do a stunt and you don't know how to fall, you're going to fucking break your neck. You're going to break your arm, you know? You got to, like, roll out of it. You got to do all this shit, dude. Like, and you got to do it in the, like, instant, you know? So you only have, like, so much to think about. And when I'm drunk, like, I'm trying to, like, perform these falls and master these falls. But at the same time, I'm so drunk, I can't even feel it. You know what I mean? You're probably waking up the next morning in some fucking Oh, bro, I'd wake up the next morning. I couldn't walk for, like, two weeks. So then I'd start drinking again so I could walk. You know what I mean? So the booze were so really... So it was just like a cycle, bro, of like booze. But it was booze at first. Like booze were your thing. Booze and cocaine. Okay, booze and coke. Yeah. And like I did that for like 20 years, you know? Okay, so that was like that was, that was was like high school partying. just High school partying, did some lines, and then it was just like baggies every time we drank, you know? Damn. And Damn. that lasted for like 15 years. Now, are you a binger? Because like for me, I'm not the kind of guy... I, I don't want a line of cocaine. I want a fucking bag of it. Are you... Well, yeah, I mean... You know I, mean? I only had so much money though, you know, so right. we, we couldn't really afford the big bags, you know, so we'd get like a gram, you know, but then the gram would be gone, you know, like you give it to your friends, it's fucking gone, you know, right. then we're like trying to scrounge up money for another bag and then I'm broke and then I'm like fucking bumming for fucking booze, you know, I remember bumming so much shit for my friends, dude. For just booze. I've been there. Yeah. I've, dude, I've been there. I, I know. And that lasted, that was like for like 10 years, dude. Like bumming booze, like from, and it looks so bad. Like I look like a fucking bum, you know? I totally feel that. I feel that deep in my soul because for me, I was the same exact way in the throes of it. Cause you're, you're not, 
you're not thinking about anything else. You, nothing else matters because at the end of the day, whatever else is going on is going to be numb by that uh, that feeling. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're just chasing that. It doesn't matter. Okay, we'll deal with that shit tomorrow. Yeah, right? it's the that's feeling. It feeling. definitely is the feeling. And then like everyone's partying, you know, when I'm younger, you know, and then like it lasted till I was like fucking like 30, dude. I'm like, fuck, this got to stop. I'm 30 years old, you know, but it didn't. It fucking kept going. Am I muted? I just pressed this button. Talk. Hello, hello. No, you're not. You're good. If okay. it's flashing, it's muted. So yeah, so then like I thought I would like outgrow it, but I never outgrew it, you know, it just got worse and worse. And then like. I seen all the older guys doing it, so I was like, oh, I guess it's okay, you know, but they had fucking problems, too. They're all sick, too, you know? Right. So I became, like, a mentally sick individual, you know? And then, luckily, like, my friends were trying to help me, and they're like, dude, you need to go to AA, bro. And I remember going to my first AA was in Hawaii at the Waimea Church. And I walked in, and there's this legend, Brock Little. He's like the legend big wave surfer. And I was like, whoa, he does AA? You know, I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool, you know? But I couldn't kick the addiction because I didn't want to, you know? Like, I didn't want it. So, like... You got to hit rock bottom. Bro, you got to. And I hit rock bottom, like, fucking 10 times and never learned my lesson, you know? Right. I'm like, here I am again, broke, waking up on the couch, feeling like shit. I fucking... Who knows what happened last night? Everyone's pissed off at me. And that's how my life was. But yeah, I finally like fucking became successful. And like somehow I like grew up. I could feel myself starting to grow up like 32, 33. And then like 34 hit. And I was like saying no to shit, you know? I was like, whoa, this is weird. I'm like growing up, dude. I'm like saying no. And I don't want to go to the parties. And I don't want to be that guy, you know? Because I now like I, I fucking learned that I, I got to do it for money. I got to have a contract. If I'm not signing a contract, I should be inside fucking trying to find a contract. You know 100%. what I mean? So that's what I learned. And like Jamie taught me a lot about that. So then I got a contract with Red Bull. It was from their production team. So now I'm traveling the world, fucking living life, dude, living the best life. Like I would drink sometimes, but then they'd put me on a non-alcoholic contract, you know? Like I went to Bali for like two weeks and I didn't drink one fucking sip of alcohol until the last day, the last fucking day, dude. I fucking, there's leftover booze in the fridge. I'm like, fuck yeah, my fucking job's done. You know, I can have a beer now. But I didn't ask. I fucking took it, put it in my backpack, got to, waited till I got to the airport, went into the bathroom and drank it. But the boys were already on it because they go, where'd the beer go that was in the fridge? Well, fucking, they fucking set me up. They go, oh, you forgot something in the house. Look at my backpack. There's the beer. Zip it back up. And then they're watching me. What am I going to do with this beer? So I go into the bathroom. I chug the beer. Then I'm waiting in my, and I go back in line to, like, get my ticket. I'm like, oh, you smell like beer, dude. Like, what happened? Like, did you drink a beer? I was like, no. I didn't drink a beer. Probably like, go in the bathroom. They pull it out. They go, you didn't drink a beer? Why are you lying to us? So I kept lying to my friends, dude. It's a killer. I've been there. I understand it. I understand. And it's hard to repair those relationships. At that it sucked, dude. You know? I just kept lying to like my best, my best friends, dude. They like took care of me, dude. And like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why do I keep doing this to myself? I think it's important though that you remember something is like you're not there anymore. 
you know? And like, and that's when I like learned not to lie, dude. Like that's when I learned like lying is not going to get you anywhere, you know? And that's like some Jamie taught me, like he taught me so much, but like, that's what I learned, dude. Like, what am I doing, dude? Like it was fucked. I just kept burning bridges, burning bridges, dude. Cause of this fucking addiction, man. It was so bad. Well, you have sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry, man. We, that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? I think that's important. But I felt so bad, and I knew what was happening, but I couldn't fix myself. You know, you gotta want it, dude. You gotta want it. And this last like fucking sixty days, dude, I haven't wanted it so much in my whole life. Like, fuck, it's about time. I I, I got the help. I, I'm in a recovery program, you know. And it's like the best thing that ever happened to me, man. Because I'm not lying. I'm not. I'm not bumming booze, you know. I'm not fucking doing the dumb shit that I was doing, you know. And like, fuck, I got caught up in some dumb shit. I started smoking crack and like all this fucked up shit. When I couldn't think it would get any worse, it did, dude. I was living in a U-Haul and shit, dude. Fuck, it was bad, bro. So luckily, like. After the Jackass movie and shit, like, I had real friends, you know? Like, those are my friends, dude. Like, those kids at State Beach, those aren't my fucking friends, bro. Like, the Jackass guys, like, Steve-O, Knoxville, Pontius, Wee Man, Preston, Dave England, even fucking Danger Aaron, dude. Those are the boys that look after me, you know? So after the whole Jackass thing, dude, I realized that I do have friends, you know? And those are my friends. So... When it got so bad, dude, I fucking reached out to Steve-O. And I go, Steve-O, bro, I'm fucking in the hole. Like, I'm in a dark, dark, dark place. And that's when I reached out for help, dude. And he's like, well, I'll make a few phone calls, but you got to do this 100%. You got to want it. I go, dude, I want it so bad. Like, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Like, and then he reached out and made made a phone call, and he got me into a rehab program. And that's where I've been for the last um, 60 days. But yeah, dude, like I'm so like proud of myself that I like realized that I had the biggest problem because before I didn't fucking realize I had a problem, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not alcoholic. Like everyone drinks, you know, but everyone of <coughs> everyone who's drinking like that has a fucking problem. They're sick, too. They just can't admit it. And that's step one, admitting that you're powerless over alcohol. Or over the drug, you know? Admitting that you're powerless. And I was fucking powerless, dude. I had no power. I tried to stop. I couldn't. And that's step one of AA. So now I'm working through all my steps. I'm at step four, which is resentments. And I've been working on that step for like two weeks. But they said, I went to an AA meeting the other day, which was like a blessing. I love my fucking AA meetings. And like, they're talking about step four and how it's like, you can't get stuck on step four because you have so many resentments that can go on and on. Just write them down, maybe write down a page or two and then fucking move on to step five, you know? Because I've been stuck on step four for like a month now. I'm like, why the fuck am I still stuck on step four? Well, that's why, because they're endless, you know? Resentments are endless. You're going to resent something every day. But that's why you take inventory, you know? So I take a nightly inventory of all my resentments every day. And I talk with my sponsor about them. And I get through them, you know? 
So now I just got to step five on AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and I love it, dude. I love my AA, dude. Like, without my AA meetings, I'd be fucking relapsing. I'd be fucking homeless. I'd be fucked. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's like the whole disease, dude. It's fucking gnarly, bro. So Steve will get you into a rehab facility. What was your rock bottom? So, I mean, I do want to tell, if you don't mind, I'd love to tell the Jesse James story. Um, cause it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Jesse James, dude. This guy's a manic depressant, bro. He's like fucking lo- lo- like in fucking La La Land, dude. He's so, a Looney Tune. So one day, uh, Sean calls me and he goes, uh, he's in San Jose. Yeah. In he's San in Jose. San Jose. And he's like, hey, I'm going up to stay at this girl's house. I'm with Jesse James. He's going to give me this car, all this stuff. And as soon as I heard the name Jesse James, I'm like, well, this story is whack, dude. Like, yeah, like he's like on? thinks he's like the Jesse James motorcycle guy. <laughs> so this it's guy, not like, that Jesse James. This guy literally thinks, and I don't know if it's just because of all the meth he's smoking, but he, he thinks. I don't even know if he's smoking meth or what he was on, but I know he had some mental issues. He was living in a U-Haul with you, so something was up. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you know what I mean? I picked him up for the joyride, dude. <laughs> he's like, bro, let's go up to fucking Sacramento, dude. grab my van. I was like, perfect. I can get rid of the U-Haul, live in the van, and I'll be in van life. You know, I can fuck with van life. You know, everyone's fucking with it. But, dude, I couldn't even make it up to Sacramento, bro. I ran out of drugs. I fucking got left in San Jose by Jesse James. And then next thing you know, I'm fucking bumming change at a gas station for a phone charger. But I'm so fried, I only needed eight bucks. I was bumming for like four hours, dude. I got up to 20 bucks, and I finally counted it. Like, I could have been out of the fucking gas station, like, within an hour and got my phone charged and been fine. But I'm so lost and fucking fried from all the drugs and alcohol that I kept bumming, dude. So I was like, you got any spirit change, dude? Like, that was my rock bottom. That was the rock bottom, dude. So we're on the phone, and uh, so he, he, you know, Sean's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going up here. We're getting this van. All this stuff. Next morning comes. So that was the first day. There really wasn't a problem that day. The first day. The second day, you wake up, and I, you, I, you call me. You're like, dude, this dude stole the U-Haul. And so now, now you got to remember the story is, is that Jesse James, who by the way, like, there's like, there's like, hey, I'm living in a U-Haul, and then it's like, hey, I'm deucing a U-Haul with somebody. Else. Yeah, dude. Like he was driving it. <laughs> There's and like, I'm going to pay 20 bro, bucks a day for this U-Haul, but actually I'm going to pay 10 because we can fit two beds in here. Bro, I was like in the back of the U-Haul while he's driving it up to Santa Cruz. <laughs> like, it's so dark. It's like pitch black dark in the U-Haul. Yeah, he's no in the front driving it. I'm back there smoking drugs and shit, <laughs> drinking. Just like, life is great. You know what I mean? But dude, I was like fucking so lost, dude. So lost. So Jesse James steals the U-Haul. I get the call. And I'm like, yeah, dude, give me his phone number. I'll try to get a hold of him. And he answered the phone, and he's like, yeah, dude, uh, you can come and, you know. He's like, oh, I'm going to go pick him up. I'm going to go pick him up. And I probably talked to this dude, I don't know, a couple times through the day, just like for you, just like, where are you? Why haven't yeah, you picked dude. him up? You saved me. You dude. know, you saved and, me. Then, and then he's like, yeah, I'm coming. So, like, a whole day goes by, and we're talking like, I mean, we're literally talking eight to ten hours. Yeah, and then he eventually picks with, you up. Like, that's my home, you know. My U-Haul was my home, so. I became homeless that day in San Jose with my dog. I think you were homeless before that. Well, yeah, I was. I was. I, I wouldn't call U-Haul. a U-Haul home. Well, that's what I thought was my home. Right. That's how sick I was. Right. You know, I was a sick, sick, uh, mentally sick in the head. And I thought that was my home, you know, because all my stuff was in there from my apartment. Like, that was all my stuff. 
Well, I think it's important that you just remember that's like some Gatorade. Um, I think it's important that you just don't ever fucking hang out with Jesse James ever. Bro, I'll never see him again. And if I do, I'm going to fucking walk the other way. Yeah, run. You know what I mean? And call my sponsor. Yeah, that's a a no-fly zone. So I got these tools now that I I use to like, to prevent relapsing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you go there. So what I'm really interested in from you is, um, what, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what we want to what we want to dive into though is with your, um, you know, with you going through AA and going through you know your your addiction and all those things, I always like to kind of specifically with people that have been through stuff like that, you know, talk about maybe with the tools that you do use. Let's talk so, about it. So so the other people can also use those and like how you maybe came about those and and why you like to do, use them and how you use them. Well, recovery like taught me gave me the tools you know aa gave me those tools alcoholics anonymous if you have an addiction of with alcohol i suggest you go to aa because you can't do it without it dude maybe it's maybe if you don't want it it means you're not ready you know yep. you're not ready for it you don't want it but aa's taught me a lot dude like having the tools the main tool is a sponsor someone that cares about you someone that you can relate with someone has been there, you know, in that same position you were in when at your rock bottom, you know? So I have a sponsor, his name's Clifton. He's a legend. So I talked to my sponsor. The other tool is the AA book. I read that book and it fucking makes me feel so much better. And the third tool is the meetings. You know, you go to your meetings. If I'm not going to my meetings, I'm sitting down in the li- in my living room thinking about it, you know? Like, fuck, I should have went to my meeting. And then I start thinking about, like, drinking. You have these signs, you know? You'll have these signs. Like, my signs are, like, I'll isolate, you know? Okay. Or I'll, or like, I'll fucking start calling the, I'll call the plug. Those are my signs that I need to go to a meeting and I need to call my sponsor ASAP or else I'll relapse. So I have these tools that I use. So I prevent it's prevention of relapse. So that's what I use. And if you're not using your tools, they'll fucking dole up and you're going to relapse. Right. So I fucking keep my tools sharp. I use them every day. I take inventory every day, every night. And I, and I, I'm honest with myself, you know, I'm like, was I dishonest today? What was I dishonest about? You know? How could I have treated others better? Um, there's all these things you go through and you write them down and you do the work. You know, you got to do the work. You got to put it on paper. And that's doing the work. And if you're doing the work and you're fucking using your tools, fucking you're going to be the strongest person ever. And nothing can fucking stop you. I think it's, I think it's, it's something to note and maybe backtrack even on a little bit is you were talking about you know, burning bridges with friends, and I know you're, you know, where you use your tools to, you know, uh, get through things now, and you know how to deal with things and cope with things a little bit differently and in a much more healthier, healthy way. But, you know, when you burn those bridges with your friends, and I, I totally feel this because there's a lot of people, even now to this day, that when they, when I do talk to them, um, I understand it's not what it was, 
but they're still there for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because they love you. They care about you. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's step eight, making amends. And I think step eight my big problem was always that I was taking, never giving. You see what I mean? Uh-huh. And, like, I would just take, 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 and then expect more, expect them to bail me out. You know, and... Oh, for sure, dude. And, I, like, and then they're fucking over it. Dude, they're getting that call it. every weekend. Yeah. You know, they're like, dude, every Fuck, weekend. He's calling me it's again. Like, yo, man, I need a hundred bucks. I need this. Pulling me out that. of the mud again, bro. And they're like, "Fuck, yeah. dude, this guy needs help." Yeah, you know. And and the worst part is, I think for those friends, are making the decision, and I think that's the hardest part is they have to make the decision that even though I love this person, I have to walk away. Yeah, they got to clip you. Yeah, and I and I and I don't. I I personally do not fault one person that clipped me. I'm yeah. not mad at them. No, at all. for sure. I fucking get it. We deserved it. Yeah. We deserve it. 100%. Like, we don't deserve anything, dude. No. Like, we don't. We don't deserve our phone. We don't deserve fucking a girlfriend. We don't deserve, like, going on surf trips. We don't deserve that until we really get ourselves back on the right track and we can go out into the real life and be the best man we can be, you know? And I feel like this right here, even being here today and in, you know, Newport, in Cali, and I feel like this is like kind of a small win in the sense of being able to look at things and say, like, oh, this is like kind of a product of me doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. And um, for sure, I'm super pumped for you. I'm so proud of you because like we I feel like you've come such a long way since I've met you. Um, So have you, dude. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it, man. And um, brothers, dude. So you, um, sobriety brothers, sobriety brothers. Fellowship, we don't have a choice dude. now. We don't have a choice now. No, we're already man. here. I love it, dude. I love being sober now, dude. And you don't wake up feeling like shit. Like even this morning when you woke up and you had a bounce, it's like if you would have woke up, Bro, and I felt s- so good. If you were hungover, you'd have been fucked. I would have been fucked. Like I still feel hungover. It was weird, but I didn't even drink. You know, you're I was just, just like tired. I was just tired because the the Airbnb bed wasn't soft, and then I was supposed to surf. I'd even surf. I just like would whip out my motorcycle and just start doing wheelies all over town and thought I was like the wheelie master, dude. I was so sick. Did the drugs ever make you want to play for the other team? Yeah. No, I never sucked dick for drugs. No, I didn't. Not once? No. Do you think about it? No, fuck no. No. It never got that bad, thank God. What's the price? I don't know, fifty million dollars with a condom and no eye contact. You're such a liar. There's no way, no eye contact. First no of eye all, eye contact and a condom. First of all, fifty mil. I would suck a dick for a million dollars, and I would frame That's the. Well, you're selling. I would frame the. I would frame the picture of the dick on. Um, Just to remind you of how fucking sick you are. I mean, I'd have a million dollars though. It would be a real good company. Yeah, but you'd probably blow it in the fucking year. If you're drunk Not now, and using... if you would have caught me a couple years ago, for sure. Yeah. I'd invest it. You know, I'd probably buy a house. Well, yeah, for sure. You know? But you have to live with yourself that you suck that dick. And, like, yeah. we don't we do not do that, dude. Like, I would never, like, get go that low. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me uh, right now, like, if some dude walked up to you with a million dollars in cash, cash money, hands it to you, and he goes, Sean, listen, no. I know this is insane, but if you just give me... A fucking just till I finish. No, it's not gonna be like a thirty minute blowjob. I already, I already told myself no. Nah, you're doing it. No, I'm not. I don't believe that. All right, give me the million bucks. I'll deny it right now. I ain't sucking no one's dick, dude. I'll work hard for that money, dude. I'll work for that money. I don't need to suck dick. No, I believe you. I'm you know just, I mean? I'm just saying if the opportunity presented itself. Nah. <laughs> I built a strong foundation, dude. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you have a, a strong no dick sucking policy. Yeah, that's like too, that's like too low, dude. That's no way. That's like some like fucked up shit. I'm not like that. I'm sick in the head, but not that sick. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, but anyway, so, you're fucking. Yeah, so, you're anyways, sick in the head still. You need a therapist. I, d- I definitely need a therapist. Do you have a therapist? I have a therapist. Good, good. Yeah. My therapist helps me out a lot. My therapist is court ordered, but yes, I have a therapist. Oh, so you, yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I like choose to do it. Mine, mine is not by choice. I like choose. Yeah, I choose to do it. So, would you rather fuck a goat and nobody would ever know, or not fuck a goat and everybody still thinks you fucked a goat? Well, that's already happened. Wow. That's already happened. They said I like used to fuck cats and shit when I was little because I, my cats would get ran over and get launched into the ditch by my house, and they'd be like frozen cats in the ditch and like, oh, poopies fucked the cat. <laughs> Damn, dude. I'd be like, fuck you guys. And I was like the cat fucker, dude. It was bad, bro. So I don't know. That's a, so you're that's the all... kid at school that shit his pants and fucked pussy. You've been fucking pussy for a long time. Yeah, I guess so. God damn. I'm sorry, bro. No, it's okay. It's all, I know, we know you don't fuck cats, God dude. knows the real truth, you know. I never fucked any cats. They got ran over by a car. There's just those, those bullies, you know. They're just fucking miserable in their own skin. So they have to, like, pick on people. To make themselves feel better, you know what I mean? And I think that's the scariest thing about society right now, right? Especially with, like, social media and everything. Well, in society right now, you could, like, live on your own. You know how, like, back in the day, there was, like, tribes and shit? Like, they needed each other? Right. And these days, no one needs anyone. Because it's all... The society's fucked. You know what I mean? I agree. That's why there's, like, bullies and shit. But, like, back in the day, you, like... That's why there's tribes and shit, dude. Because, like, they needed each other. And that's how, like, I feel like with AA, it's like we need each other there, you know, or else fucking we're lost, you know. What like, drugs were you using consistently? I mean, um, I would say within the last year, we'll call it. I think it was 2019. Um, I'm in Hawaii. And who's Joe B's over? My YouTube is not doing well at all. Like, no success on the YouTube. And I'm back to square one. I'm in Jamie's vlogs, doing stunts for free. And we're talking about Jamie who? O'Brien. Jamie O'Brien. Who is Jamie O'Brien? Exactly. Who is J-O-B? Yep. Watch the whole uh, season. There's eight seasons. Eight seasons. Of who is J-O-B. Okay. Where can we find that? Um, it's on Red Bull TV. Okay. Okay. I got 19 million views, um, on one of the episodes. It's the most viewed episode on Red Bull TV till this day. Um, I go down a huge storm drain on a surfboard. That's where I kind of like blew up after that. Like they saw me do that flood drain, bombing the flood drain on a surfboard and, um, the storm drain. And that's where I kind of like got noticed. So it's 2019. I'm back to square one filming with Jamie for free. I'm like, dude, this is fucked. Like no money. I'm fucking broke, starving. And, um, I get a call one day from trip Taylor. He's one of the producers of Jackass. So he, I met him when I was 16 in Carlsbad. 2019 back to square one. Filming for Jamie's vlogs. My YouTube's not a success. I'm getting zero subscribers. I'm putting out all these videos, but they're not getting views. They're not getting monetized. 
So I jump on to Jamie's vlogs. And he's getting monetized. He's getting the views. But I'm not getting paid. And um, I get a call from Trip Taylor. So I met Trip Taylor when I was 16 in Carlsbad. My friends Ricky Whitlock and Adam Knox were trying to film this um, reality web series. And um, it never got picked up. So... Trip Taylor saw my success with the Red Bull TV show, Who's J.O.B., and he always had me in mind, you know? He always had me in mind. He, he's my boy, dude. So he calls me up. He's like, hey, Poopies, like, I think they're making a new Jackass movie. I'm trying to get you on. I was like, no way. What the fuck? And then, like, a week later, he's like, dude, you got a Skype call with Johnny Knoxville and Jeff Tremaine. And I remember that, like, that time where I was just like, Fuck yes, I can't wait to get on this Skype call. I was so nervous to get on this call with Knoxville and Jeff Tremaine. Like, it couldn't come soon enough, you know? So I finally get on the Skype call. Within 10 minutes, they're like, all right, we're flying you to L.A. for the test shoot. So they fly me to L.A., and we had the test shoot. And most of the test shoot bits were in the movie. Okay. Pretty much all of them. Like, they... They didn't refilm. They just used the actual footage. They yeah. Used, the original like footage. Like, the hot sauce challenge was um, a test shoot in the test shoot. Um, For those of you who don't know and haven't seen the movie, um, you can find Jackass 4.5 on Netflix. Now, that um, the hot sauce challenge he's talking about is uh, it was you, Dave England, Preston. Mm-hmm. And then who else? Um, um, pa- no, Pontius, Pontius put hot sauce in your ass. Wee Man. In Wee Man. No, uh-huh. no, no. Was Wee Man getting... Wee Man got his own hot sauce in his ass? Um, I don't... I don't, I don't I didn't think we. He man... ended up, like, snorting a line of it, but they never aired it, so ah. there was some bits that, that happened that day, but it never happened. But yeah, there was, like, a few of us, and, um... Yeah, that was, like, my first bit, 9 a.m. in the morning in L.A., and I was like, whoa, this is a trip, dude. Like, my idols, dude. Like, I'm fucking they're right next to me and i'm like in the peanut gallery and like i was like whoa am i dreaming or what dude i was like so like i don't know on cloud nine you know and then like two days of the test shoot i fucking absolutely killed it they're like poopies you're on the crew dude like the biggest dream that i could ever imagine came true you know because it's like full circle dude like i was fucking shitting in the street because I watched Jackass on the MTV fucking Friday nights, and now I'm in the movie with the crew, like, part of the newest, like, the young bloods, you know? And I was just like, what the fuck? God is good, you know? And, dude, I just sent it so hard. Like, I volunteered for everything. And they're like, all right, poopies, we'll know you. We know you'll do it. Like, put your hand down, you know? Like, give, give some of the other kids a chance, you know? And I was like, fuck no, I'll do it, you know? What was one thing that they put, or they offered to do that you were like, eh, I don't necessarily know if I want to do that? Was there anything that you were like, fuck that, but I'm going to do it anyways? Um, the bowls. Oh, I bet. Because, like, once Knoxville got hit by that bowl, they had something for me lined up that I was supposed to go out there in, like, a tulip suit, and the thing was supposed to move, and the bowl was supposed to come and hit me. But the morale got just, like, fucking vanished from Knoxville almost like fucking dying that we called it a day so I didn't have to fuck with the bulls but I still want to like I still want to get hit by one of those bulls right 
just for the fuck of it. You I've know? got a feeling that you could get in touch with the right people to make that happen. Yeah, I do. You know? But I want to have the boys there. I want to have Knoxville there. I want to have, you know, it's got to be in something sick. It says can't be a YouTube clip. No, I understand. You know what I mean? So I'm just waiting for the right time, you know? But, yeah, I was like crazy, dude. And they just took me in like a brother, dude. They're so fucking rad, dude. They're so fucking cool. Growing up, did you have a favorite Jackass member? No, not really. I mean, I don't know. They're all fucking awesome, dude. Like, they're all my favorite, you know? Right, right. I don't really, ha- I don't really pick favorites. So you did Steve-O's Wild Ride podcast, which was uh, pretty awesome to see you on there. Um, that's That seems like a great podcast. Steve-O seems like an awesome guy. I think it's really cool that you have a relationship with him to begin with. But I think it's even cooler that he plays kind of like a big brother role to you in the sense of like, hey, listen, you need help. You reached out. I'm going to get you the help you need. You know what I mean? And kind of go into a great length at that. Um, what does that mean to you? What does Steve-O mean to you? I mean, I think that for you, I, I think that's one of the biggest opportunities you've been given is to get clean. Definitely. Right? Like, yeah. And so for him to like, like. He's like my angel, dude. Yeah. Like he's an angel to me. Like. He didn't have to do that, you know? Like, he didn't have to reach out and get me a scholarship into a rehab program. But he did because he loves me, you know? And, like, that shows you how good of a friend he is, you know? To do, like, something for that for someone because, like, I needed it, you know? And he could see that. But at the same time, he's like, I'm not doing this because you're fucking gonna do it for me. You gotta do it for yourself, you know? And that's when I was like, fuck, dude, I'm ready to do it. I was like, ready. Because I tried to get sober before, and it was because I was doing it for other people, you know? Right. But this time I'm doing it for myself. But, yeah, dude, Steve-O, I can't thank him enough, dude. Like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I think it's. I think that's the. I think that's so cool that he did that. Yeah, um, dude. He's the raddest guy ever. Raddest human in the world, dude. Like, straight up. One of them. Like, there's so many that help me out and, like, want the best for me, you know? Right. He honestly wants the best for me, and, like, it's kind of awesome to have Steve-O, like, wanting the best for me. Like, I'm just some normal kid from Carlsbad, you know? But we became good friends, and we had a lot of fun filming the movie, and, yeah, we just connected, you know? That's, like, yeah, those and those are, like, <clears throat> I think, kind of, those are the kind of relationships that are so special and that will remain special, and I think it's super, super cool that you're able to reach out to him, you know, basically whenever you want and say hey listen you know even just to have a conversation or whatever it might be he seems to just be like an integral role and i think it's also been great for you from what i've seen to also have somebody that you don't want to let down right yeah definitely like i got i want to make all those guys proud you know and that's like fuck that just makes me happy you know and what they're doing for you shows that they want to they want that for you Definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. It's not just cheering you on from the corner. It's like, hey, man, we're going to take action. Let me, let me fucking help you out. Yeah, right? definitely. Let's get your head on Like, straight. I'm still kind of slipping up, you know, but I'm just learning, you know? Like, I don't know. I just Even if I'm, even when I'm sober, I'm still, like, doing dumb shit, you know? But it's just, I'm just working on myself, you know? I'm just still working on myself, you know? It doesn't happen in one day. It doesn't happen in one month. It happens in, like, years, dude. You know what I mean? So eventually I'll get to that level where I'm just, like, fucking at steve-o's level you know he is like and i i don't obviously know steve-o but like from the what i've watched he's like hardcore i mean he said you know like he loves the smell of weed but like he was even like at a premiere of some sort 
and they were smoking a bunch of weed and uh you know he like walked out so it's he walked out because it's like it's not that he's smoking weed it's not that he doesn't enjoy the smell it's just he knows himself well enough at that point yeah to say, i'm not respect. fucking gonna be out of there. i'm not i'm gonna be out of there it's, well, it's, it's, respect. it's even res- it's respect for himself at that point you know what i mean it's like sure. i respect myself my sobriety and the people around me that have worked so hard to help me get yeah. where i'm at where i'm i'm saying fuck that you exactly know? and that's i think another great lesson to take out of it is just an to not even tempt yourself with certain things definitely um and that that i'm in the same boat you know and i totally understand where you're coming from I, weed's the hardest one to kick you know because that's where it all started from was smoking weed you know and um how much weed were you smoking every day fuck dude as much as i could i remember i was buying like five sacks Oh, you're Every just doing day. the nickel bags, bro. But I know bro, it. This is the this is how you this there. is how you come up though from the nickel bags. You have twenty bucks, right? Okay. But you buy five five sacks a day. Or you buy four, four or five sacks, sacks a day. <laughs> and then He never said he was good at math. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm horrible at math. But yeah, so I started buying four or five sacks a day. And my my dealer was like, Bro, you gotta stop doing that. Like just spend the twenty bucks. Right. But I was just like, fuck, just one more five sack, one more five sack, you know? All I need is a little nug to get stoned. Right. And yeah, so then my my dealer's like, bro, you gotta stop. Like, give me your 20 bucks, I'll give you a gram, and don't fucking call me five times a day, you Dude, know? we used to get a fat eighth for 20 bucks, but it would be some Mexican stomped out brick weed. But it, the, the thing was, is it would get you stupid fucking high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it would get you the giggly high, right? For sure. I miss those days. I really do. Like, where you just get so stoned. I don't. Really? I, I love I, I love like being, weed, like, but... I know. like being sober. Like, I've fucking smoked weed my whole life, dude. And, like, it's finally, like... I'm finally, like, kicked the addiction, you know? What about nicotine, then? Nicotine's a... That's the hardest one, too. What do you think is worse for you, nicotine or marijuana? Nicotine, probably. Yeah, probably. But it's, like... It's not, like... I don't know. It's not illegal. It's like okay, I guess, with the society. When did you first start smoking? It's cigarettes? okay with AA that I can smoke nicotine. Uh, my first cigarette was probably when I was 12 years old. Damn, you started early. It was a marble light from my mom's cigarette pack, and I like smoked it, bro. And I got so lightheaded, dude. <laughs> but like, love at first sight. And I would just do it by myself too. But I don't know, dude. It was weird, man. I don't know. It was just weird. I had that fucking disease of addiction you know um yeah and i think you're like i said man i'll keep saying it i think you're doing so good i always i say this in every podcast of mine i always say um there's a difference between uh somebody that wants the best for you and that somebody there's a difference between somebody who wants the best for you and in comparison to somebody who believes in you definitely right because there's a lot of people out there that'll be like oh man like well i want him to do great i want him to be great mm-hmm. but the reality of it is they may not no one would give me the doing. chance to do great you, you know? see what i'm saying and so like jackass gave me the chance yeah. you know and i fucking tried my hardest you know i tried my best you know and there's you know we didn't when we filmed we weren't like using substances or drinking alcohol we we're i was sober the whole time we were filming jackass you played dong pong and that is when, um, for our listeners out there, for anybody that's not seen it, dong pong is when you basically we put two pieces of plexiglass um, on top of another plexiglass. Yeah, you smash. And then you have a wing nut. Oh my god! That fucking wing nuts him up, so it cinches it down slowly, and all of a sudden your dick's this flat. 
And I never knew my dick could get that fucking flat, bro. I was like, holy shit, dude. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> and we're trying to play ping pong. Penis ping pong. You know, dong pong. Yeah, so there's two people involved in this. One is on one side. The other... Dave England, dude. Legend. Yeah, so you and Dave England are sword fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, He's the funniest guy ever, dude. Dude, the best part of that whole thing, I he's think... He's the was, funniest, dude. He, he's like, yeah, Hands man. Down. He's like, let's have a tug of war, dude. And your penis just fucking snaps, dude. I was over it, dude. Snaps. I pulled it out. I was so over the tug Whoa. of war, bro. I was like, get my dick out of this contraption. And I, that's what I had to do to get it out. Like, I had to pull it out myself. And that fucking hurt. But it went back to normal. Like, it fucking went back to the normal shape. Probably made it a little longer. It kind of stretched it out, too. Oh, nice. See, there's a benefit to this. Yeah. Man, I'm loving that. It made my dick bigger, dude. You know what's so cool, too, is how you look at the glass half full on everything. You know, that, that's something well, about dude, I, you. If you, you really if, do. If, Every if time, bro. If you don't look at life in a positive way, fuck, you're not going to be successful. Like, you can look at situations in a negative way or a positive way. And, like, I learned to look at things in a positive way because there's been so much negative in my life. If I looked at all the negative, I wouldn't fucking be where I'm at right now, you know? So I have to, like, just, like, get myself through those situations looking at the positive things. And that's how I became so successful and, like, how I do... That's how I get through life, you know? You were, uh... Because everything, like, something fucked up happens. I'm like, well, at least that fucking happened, you know? Instead of, like, oh, fuck, like can't like worry about that like you'll drive yourself crazy you know what i mean so like i look at the positive things even though it's a fucked up negative situation i'll take the positives out well once you get sober and i think you can attest to this dude like you end up seeing the path not the obstacles right yeah like, you understand the path you're going down and even for well, me you're gonna, dude, yeah you're gonna hit those hurdles you yeah, whatever the obstacles are gonna fucking be there but you're gonna get over them i mean so i got the tools dog yeah that's it yeah. that's it you got the tools so you you know you you have um, a couple other stunts that I wanted to chat with you about here. You've got your, um, you showed you, which is you on a ladder. I'll show me. I'll show me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and you get on a ladder and you sledgehammer the yeah. top of the ladder. Yeah. Dude, that looked like it. You landed on your fucking bro, face, bro. I had to bro. do it like five times because I was like pussing out. I'd be like, and then I'll do it soft, you know, and I'd like kind of like jump down. I'll like jump down. They're like, nah, dude, you got to like really do it. I'm like, <laughs> Fuck. Who was egging you on in that? I could. I wish that they had was like a. Everyone, sense. dude. They wanted to see me eat shit. Like they wanted to see the real. I'll show me go down. Cause you pretty much hit the ladder and the ladder just gets fucking. Like, just like, I don't know how do you explain it, but it it it's like it goes out right underneath you, dude. That's yeah, my, it goes right underneath your feet, and then you're just pretty much, gravity takes a hold, dude, and it goes boom. Like, gravity's a bitch sometimes, dude. That's my son's favorite video of you. He loves that, dude. Hell if yeah. he's ever in a shitty mood, <clears throat> no pun intended. Sick. Right? Yeah. Um, he always... Tell him uh, I said hi. Oh, I will, dude. Uncle Pooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, Grom. <laughs> um, but they do... Um, yeah, you have. so you have that stunt. You did the dong pong. Um, what's it like getting a tennis ball in the nuts at about 100 miles Holy an hour? shit. Bro, she's so good at her aim. Oh, dude, that was crazy. They're like, oh, Poopy said something about you earlier. Oh, yeah? Boom. Like, dude, (laughs) right to my dick. Not even my balls, my dickhead. Like, it was the worst pain ever, dude. It was fucked. I was like, holy shit, that was a good shot. Clown down. That's what that was called, clown down. That was so fucking fun to do. 
I could only imagine and then, how. And then Eric Andre was getting hit everywhere else but his dick. <laughs> and he's like, come on already. Like, and then finally, boom, man, his dick. Well, I liked when Preston got uh, my favorite bit. Like, I'd oh, the elephant one? Dude, the elephant one, dude, is so fucking funny. And watching, that one's fucking classic. Watching, like, Wee Man's yeah, a put, champ, dude. Yeah, Wee dude. Man's, because that, that ball. Well, they're all tied together, so they yeah. can't run. And then it's like, they built this huge-ass fucking potato gun, pretty much. And made dude, it look the, like a hunting, elephant hunting. What kind of ball hunting, was that? Like a softball? It didn't look like, like was it was like the material of a softball. Wasn't yeah. It? Fuck. It wasn't soft. Because that ball was going... Every bit of a hundred. Yeah, dude, they had it was a huge potato gun. Yeah. That thing was fucked. I'm glad I was behind the fucking camera on that one. Um, all right, so they did a great job though. Like that was so awesome. Like they got into character. Pawnees is like creeping around like a hunter. <laughs> they got the accents. Dave going England's on. just like doing the same thing. It was so fucking funny watching that, dude. That you, was awesome. You went to um you went to a lake and you had a jetpack strapped to you oh yeah that one was hard like i fucking kept releasing the co2 like way earlier how many runs did you get i only got like two you got two runs but i mean the sun was going down that's why if we had more time i probably would have gotten more runs but we had bonifay parks parks bonifay there mm -hmm. and he's the ski master you know so we're like fucking show him what's up parks and like he showed us what's up he launched, dude. It looked like it would. He's the man. He's so rad. It looked like it fucking hurt when you hit. Like after you go off the ramp, because you're just. I mean, you're you're still gaining speed at that point, right? You hit the water. It's probably like fucking hitting concrete. Bro, the first one I hit, and then it like <laughs> shot me down, and I thought I was gonna go underneath the ramp and like drown. Watching you fly forward is fucking like I flew amazing. forward, and then I like started going down because it was pushing me down and into the like underneath the ramp. That's what my worst fear was, like going underneath that ramp and not getting out because I had flotation on, so it just like cork me up and I would have been stuck under there what was your favorite stunt what was your favorite stunt probably the water skis with the big fans <laughs> and, the, and the parachute water skis with the big I don't did I see that one um I don't know it's on you? the movie yeah water skis with the big fan and the parachute what am I missing here it's called hot shit water skier hot shit water skiing I don't know why like I'm poopies and I'm a hot shit water skier and then they fucking turn the fans on with the parachute and I fly and then I land and get knocked out Holy I was knocked fuck. out for so long. It was sick. It was sick. Yeah, and I woke up. I was like, did I launch? They're like, oh, you launched. I was like, what happened? It was sick, dude. I was so pumped on that one. Is your goal to kind of get hurt? Well, that's I mean, the goal that... of jackass is to get hurt. Yeah, I just... It's... If you're not getting hurt on a stunt, then you're not doing it right. What's the most hurt, most hurt you've ever been on any stunt besides the shark attack, which we're going to talk about now? Um... Probably, probably the fucking knockout with the water skis for sure. Yeah, so that was like a that was gnarly. I hit my head so hard, and I just slid like lifeless, dude. I believe it. I believe it. So you go they're to like, they're like medics, and I finally woke up. But yeah, I was sick. When you woke up though, were you just did you know where you were? Yeah, or? I knew I was. I know what happened. But I, you can, like, I know I got knocked out because you, like, have that numbing feeling, you know? Right. It was, like, numbing and then, like, kind of blurry and then, like, everyone's there watching. That's the worst, though, when you wake up after getting knocked out and you're, like, you're laying there. Oh, you're, it's like, gnarly, you're, like, dude. like, fuck, dude. You're, like, what happened? 
What did I do? Yeah, it was gnarly. You, I loved it. You go to um, you when did you go on Shark Week? When was that? That was two years ago. It was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you hit Shark Week and you go to um, you go out in the middle of the ocean and they throw a ramp out there. Yeah, so they were building these ramps, and the first ramp they built, we're in the we're in the Bahamas, and the first ramp they built was like a huge wooden ramp, and they fucking launched it off the boat, and then they. <laughs> The fucking thing hit the water, then it turns like sideways and just sinks. And they're like, fuck, well, I guess that ramp's not working. So they had this other ramp, this little plastic foam ramp that could float because it was foam. And they set that thing out there and they fucking start chumming the sharks up, dude. And then I was on my water skis and... um, What kind of sharks were they? Caribbean reef sharks. Okay. But I was on my water skis and we're doing circles, you know? And those guys, they don't really know what's going on because my knees are fucking getting, like, sore. Not sore, but, like, there's no more, like, power left in my knees, you know? Right. You're tired. Yeah. My knees got so tired, so I was like, fuck, dude. I can't really, like, do it anymore. They're like, well, get the wakeboard. So they gave me the wakeboard, and I was like, we got to do this, like, one and done. Like, you, you can't just tow me around in circles, you know, and wait for the cameras to be on. Like, cameras are on. Like, let's get, let's wait for the current to take me in a straight line, then go. And he fucking, he's the man, dude. So he, he towed me into the ramp and I hit the ramp, but I was going so fast that I just like got launched, you know, there's no control. So I get launched in this shark pit, a fucking, a frenzy, a frenzy of, of sharks. And they're just. How many sharks were there? Like, actually. There's like 10, dude. Like, actually, 10 sharks. Fuck all that. What was go- what's going through your head when you're going off this ramp going, I'm going to land? I don't know, dude. Like, fuck. I hope I clear it because if not, I'm dead. <laughs> so I fucking, in the middle of the air, I go, oh, fuck, I'm not clearing this one. Like, boom, into the shark pit. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm fucked. Like, I look at the boys, I go, I'm fucked. Like, this is it. All of a sudden, Wah! fucking get bit, dude, on my hand. And the thing, like, pulled me under, and it's so strong. Like, the shark is so fucking strong, dude. It felt like, it felt like a robot Jaws. Like, like a hydraulic fucking hand just went and crushed my hand and just fucking yanked it. That's what it felt like. It was so fucking strong. And then, like, I got bit, and I was like, oh, fuck. I fucking, I felt its gums on the top of my fingers. Like, I felt its gums on the top of my fingers. And I was like, oh, fuck, I, the shark just bit me. I just got bit. So is your whole hand in the shark's mouth, or is it just, like, on the side? Like that? It was like my whole hand was in his mouth. Because he got me on my wrist. So, like, all that, all this right here was in his mouth. So this was only the only part that was, like, out of its mouth. Which you was, like, my whole hand. hand bro. I know, dude. The surgeons were fucking good, dude. I remember going into surgery, dude, and they unwrapped it, and then all started squirting blood everywhere again. I was like, fuck. They're like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. I was like, just looking at it, squirt blood everywhere. And then I went into surgery, and I fucking woke up with this huge tomb cast. (laughs) And I fucking was like, bro, I saw my fingers, and I started moving my fingers. And I was like, yep. I fucking got my hand, dude. Hell yeah, dude. That's the W right there is you're yep. moving your hand. You, all the limbs are still intact. Yep. I went like this. So I was like, holy fuck, I can move it. But that's the only movement I had, dude. And then I fucking slowly fucking got it all back. You know what I mean? Like so much fucking physical therapy. Eight months of physical therapy. 
You're wearing like a something on your hand for a while, as well. Like when you were going in the water and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? You had like a sleeve on your hand. Oh, it's probably my brace. Yeah, yeah. What, what what was that for? I mean, was that like required that you wear that after the fact, or was it just like? Well, it was just for the safety, so my fucking my hand doesn't fucking fall off. Because it was just <laughs> attached by stitches, you know. That's fucking crazy, dude. That there was every so tendon scary. in my hand, every tendon, and two main arteries. So when the shark bit me, all the tendons went up here, and back here. So they had to reattach every tendon, and two main arteries. Do you have like imagine trying to attach a main artery? Like that's fucking gnarly. Do you have uh, do you have uh, feeling loss in your hand right now? Yeah, I can't feel my hand. Really. Mm-hmm. No way, so you can just give yourself strangers whenever you want? No. Yo, what up? Where do I park? Just park on the street. I think Aaron's going to be here soon, too. And then where are you guys? Near the marina? Yeah, I'm like over here by Thunderbird. All right, let me find this spot. I'm on Adam Street, so if you go down Adam Street, make a left and you'll see me. He's getting antsy, you can tell. Adam Street. He's done sitting. We'll just park, just park on the street, but if you walk towards the beach on Adam Street... Go to the left once you hit the beach. Alright, sounds good. Alright. Okay, yeah, G. Alright. But yeah, that was the shark bite. It was the fucking first shark bite in uh, Shark Week history in 30 years. No one's ever been bit on the production. You got fucking bit, man. And then <clears throat> you were getting towed away and you screamed to Steve-O, I want a bonus. No, I screamed to Jeff Tremaine. <laughs> Because he was right there. They're all worried. They're, they're all fucking like... Steve had to go up to the top of the boat because he couldn't see it anymore. Oh, dude, I'd have passed out looking at that. He was, like, he, was just, he was just like so heartbroken that I got bit, you know? And then I looked at Jeff. I go, I want a bonus. And they all started laughing. <laughs> and then I think the cameraman, I think it was um, Meech... Or Rick Kostick goes, what did he say? And Steve-O goes, he said he wants a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts laughing. But yeah, dude, then I had a boat ride to the dock and then a van ride to the to the airport. And then I, when I got to the airport, it was like, they're on like fucking lunch break or something. They didn't even care I got bit by a shark. They're just walking around all slow. I was like, dude, my hand's bleeding to death, dude. Like, I'd still have my tourniquets on and shit. But yeah, it was horrible, dude. But I still got it on. I'm still surfing and shit. So that was like my main worry is I like couldn't surf ever again. So well, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm super pumped that you're back out here yeah. doing your thing. I'm glad that you're sober. I'm glad that you're making videos. Yeah. I'm glad that Thanks. I finally got to come out here. Yeah, dude. It, dude. This has been fun. And um, we still I, have tomorrow. We're going to the desert. We got time, baby. And uh, I'm, I really appreciate you opening up by your struggle because I, I think a lot of people care about it. They want to hear it. And then on top of that, too, <clears throat> maybe today you gave somebody an extra tool to use in their tool belt. When yeah, struggling. I know? hope so. Um, so if you I guys got, need help, dude, just reach out for help, dude. Like, it's so easy. Like, maybe you don't have the money to go into rehab. Just start going to AA meetings, dude. Like, that's, like, the best thing you could ever do for yourself is go to an AA meeting. Find that AA group. Find a sponsor. And it'll all just come, dude. It'll all just come naturally. Like, but you got to want it. You know, you got to want it. So, if you're struggling out there, reach out to an AA group. Go to your meetings. Get a sponsor. Use the tools and... 
Just build that strong foundation and you'll 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 be successful, I promise. But yeah. Um I have Where's that one going? Probably Dallas or Vegas, yep, I know. <laughs> just, yeah. just a fucking wild guess. So my last question, man, is on a, I always ask everybody this uh, to wrap it up. On a scale of 1 to 10 uh, for your happiness, where would you rate yourself right now? And then what do you think, if it's not a 10, what can you do to improve in the next, like, you know, year or, what, you know, whatever? I don't know. I'd say, like, is. I'm a 7 in happiness. And to improve my happiness, I don't know, save my money, buy nice things, own stuff, ownership of things, of nice things. <laughs> and he's a materialistic kind of guy a little bit clean yeah sobriety is number one my recovery is number one right now in my life and just yeah work on myself more and just be the best man i can and then when you know try to help others well we're all super proud of you and we thank all you. thank you as well for every laugh um that you gave all of us because i know for me um that offered a time of escape from everything that was going on in my life so kind of i forget f- about what's going on man bro. and i appreciate it more than you know no worries so bro. thanks for coming out bro. roger bear you're the man you're dude the fucking man dude Thank let's you. go have some fun let's go have fun okay for real go to bed grump go to bed grump and wake up <laughs>